guys. Welcome back to Cultivating Success. I'm Dr. Allison Bremner. Tonight we're doing a solo podcast. I just wanted to answer some questions I get all the time. And I've been doing this podcast for about a year now. I talk to a lot of students, a lot of associates. And, you know, one of the most common questions that I get are, what are the biggest mistakes that new docs make? And so I want to talk about that tonight because I see the same mistakes over and over again. And I I want to help you guys out and try to figure out how you can avoid these mistakes or at least minimize them. And so let's get into it. The the biggest mistakes that I see, uh, there's really four of them. And so the first one is talking too much. The second one is being too scientific, using too big of words, trying to show that you're really smart, making people feel really dumb for their decisions. That's not just a new grad thing. That's a chiropractic thing in general. I think chiropractors a lot of times make people, especially the general public, feel really stupid for the decisions. Uh, And that's because people probably don't see the world the same that chiropractors do, which makes sense, right? And the last one is they just give care away. And again, this is like a chiropractic thing in general. But I feel like when, you know, students graduate, they're not used to charging for care. And, you know, they just want to get people in the office. They give things away for free. They give exams away for free, adjustments away for free, x-rays away for free. And really it hurts their practice in the end because people don't value the care. So let's talk about mistake number one, talking too much. Now, some of this is really just because you're just excited. And I get that. You're out of school. You've been in school for three or four years, and you're just ready to be a doctor. And so you're super excited, and you want to talk to everyone about chiropractic, which is awesome. That's a really good thing that you're excited, and you want to influence your community. But here's the thing, is that like when someone comes to your office, or someone basically raises their hand, and they say, I want help, you should just say, great, let's get you help. But instead, like you want to tell them the chiropractic story, maybe tell them your chiropractic story, maybe tell them about your technique or tell them, you know, how much research your technique has. And really, they don't care. I know that might be hard to hear, but they don't care. Just like you don't care about a lot of things other people do. You became a chiropractor because you care about chiropractic. And so, you know, another thing is in school, you are talking all the time to other chiropractic students, right? And that's all you guys do. You are around each other for, you know, eight to 12 hours a day and you're talking about chiropractic. So that makes sense. But you have to realize when you get out into the world, you know, you really have to be concise and understand how to get your messaging across very quickly. And so, you know, I think that a big way that you can help that is by having scripts. Now, I know a lot of people are like, ooh, scripts, that's going to sound so robotic. That's going to make me not sound genuine, but it's actually the opposite. And here's why. So I'm not saying that you need to go like buy a script or do a script that someone else wrote because yeah, that might, you know, come off as not you, not authentic and, you know, robotic and salesy. But here's the thing, like you have to then create a script because if you don't know what you're saying, you're going to be off in la la land and you won't have control of the conversation. So you can simply just write out like what you normally say. And I would recommend that you uh, shorten it as small as possible, like write out what you're going to say and then like half as much and then maybe half as much as that. Because again, you're over talking most chiropractors. So if you have a script, though, you understand when they ask a question, you're not going to get thrown off because you're following a certain script about what you say, what points that you want to hit. 
So I think that's super important. And, you know, you can create these scripts yourself. You can, you know, use someone else's script at first, see what you like, see what feels good, see what works for you. And you also, you know, when you use a script, you can test it. You know, if you're using a script and you're not getting high conversions or you're not getting people coming in, then maybe there's something wrong with what you're saying and you can go back and tweak it. If you're just saying random stuff every single time, you can't really figure out like what you're saying wrong or like maybe you're saying something weird and you didn't really realize it. And so that's why scripting is super, super important. You know, another thing that you can do to help avoid over talking is understand that patients don't need to be educated like that. Again, you've probably heard this podcast that drives me bananas when like I hear docs and chiropractors like you have to educate their, your patient. They have to get it. And by no means am I saying that you shouldn't talk to your patient about health and understand that the you know the principle of chiropractic is health comes within. I mean, that's it. There's no more explanation than that. But, you know, it's weird that chiropractors want to to sit them down in a room and like have this whole conversation, this whole educational program. And you think that that's going to somehow either convince them to stay for care or make people refer into your office. The reality is it doesn't. You know, I think that if you can empower them slowly through care, they'll they'll understand what chiropractic is. They understand what your office is. But if you're just sitting there like trying to beat in information to them, they're probably tuning it out. I mean, like imagine yourself driving down the street and your car starts to make some sort of like weird noise. And you're like, what is that? And all of a sudden it starts like spitting and like stalling. And you're like, oh no, something's wrong with my car. But like, you know, you're not a car person, so you have no idea. So you look up, probably on Google, uh, auto mechanic near me or best auto mechanic or auto mechanic in, you know, whatever city you're in. And you find someone that has really good reviews and you take your car there. You have no idea what's wrong with it. So you're hoping they do some sort of diagnostic. They take a look at it and you're hoping that they just tell you we can fix it. And hopefully it's not that expensive, right? Imagine if what the auto mechanic did is you come back for your report to find out what's wrong with your car. And they said, okay, well, you know, before we can do any repairs on your car, we're going to have to do some education so you understand what a carburetor is because that's what's broken. So they sit you down in a room and they start going over the history of carburetors and uh, auto mechanics and when the first car was built. And you're sitting there like, can you help me? Or like, can you fix my car? Like, why are you trying to educate me on auto mechanics? That's really super weird. And then they're like, okay, do you get it? Do you understand the bigness of auto mechanics and carburetor? Say it with me, carburetor, say it. It would be insane, right? Like, like, but that's what you're doing to them. When you sit them down, you're like, say subluxation. Like, it's crazy because that is just, the patients think that that's totally weird. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, I'm a principal chiropractor and I do knee, chest, upper cervical, and we do subluxation-based chiropractic. But it doesn't mean that I'm beating that into them. I'm helping them by empowering them about their health. We talk about how, hey, you heal from the inside out, but that's basically it. So talking too much, I promise you, you're just going to talk them out of care. And, you know, what I do with my associates is in the report of findings, if they talk longer than 15 minutes, I knock on the door, a little knock like... Hey doc, everything okay in there? And that is code for stop talking. Even if they're like on a tangent, they just literally stop talking and hopefully finish up the report. Because the thing is, they're stoked about care. Like when when people come in, they're like ready to start. They want to get better. They want to heal. And the more you talk to them, the more you talk them out of care. So 
you just gotta be careful not to talk too much because they're super excited. Let's talk about being too scientific. And again, you know, some of this is just because you've been in school, even using all these doctor words, you had to take boards, you had to memorize all this stuff. Maybe you did extra seminars, you know, especially if you are some t- sort of a specialty within chiropractic. And that's awesome for you. But to the to a normal person, like when you start using really big words and trying to show them how smart you are, they just start nodding their head. And that's an indication of if a patient starts nodding their head and not saying anything, that means I have no clue what you're talking about. And I understand that you want to show them that you're really smart and you're an expert. But quite frankly, like they're already there because they trust you. And the more that you try to like show them how smart you are, the more you actually come off as, you know, you're not very confident or there's maybe you have some sort of insecurity because like, why would you need to be so scientific? Like just talk to like a normal person. And, you know, I do think that there is actually, you know, a lot of chiropractors that, you know, do have sort of a, they feel like they're not smart enough or people don't quote unquote believe in chiropractic enough. So we have to show them how scientific chiropractic is. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's just going to backfire. I just think that chiropractors would rather be right than rich sometimes, which is crazy, right? Because here's the thing is like you explain what chiropractic is. And if they want to sign up for care, then great. If they don't, then that's okay too. But no one, no one didn't sign up for care because they didn't think it was quote unquote scientific enough. They may have already come in there for some reason, let's say they got drug into your office and they didn't want to be there in the first place, then maybe they might say something like, well, I just need to see more research. When someone says that, they just mean, I don't trust you. Same thing was like, oh, I can't afford this. They're actually just saying, I don't trust you. Because if they did trust you, the money wouldn't matter. And the quote unquote, showing the research, like who in the heck sits around and reads research? I think that that's like the most hysterical thing when I hear from like people, like mostly in like a public setting. Someone's like, well, I just want to see the research. And I'm like, oh, because you like sit around and like go on PubMed and read research. Like it's just so absurd. So I think that you just have to understand that like use normal words. You don't want to sound like an idiot. You want to sound like you're super sharp and smart, but like you don't need to beat them down with like, let me show you that I'm smarter than you are. Because at the end of the day, that's just gonna, it's going to come across as you actually being insecure. The last thing is with using really scientific words is people actually make decisions based on emotion not facts. You know, people actually hold on to their opinions harder with facts. And if you've ever been in a debate with someone who with, let's say it's some sort of hot topic that people are very emotional about, and you try to present facts to them about that topic, all they do is actually cling to their viewpoint even harder. So the only way actually to get people to change people's minds is to emotionally connect with them. And that's what you should be doing. During your day one, you're in your your ROF, you should be eliciting emotion. So get them to think about like, hey, how would your life be different if you didn't have migraines every day? How would your life be different if you woke up and you were able to play with your kids without worrying about getting such a horrific migraine that you had to lay down in the bed for the rest of the day? You know, emotionally, they would attach it like, man, my life, this is what I could do if I didn't have migraines anymore. And I would feel like this. And they would describe feeling words. You know, a lot of times in my report, I say, tell me how that would feel. And once they're able to do that and they get emotional, maybe they even cry a little bit. That's it. They're sold. They don't need an explanation. They don't need the science behind it. They want to get their life back. And if you can tap into that emotional response, That's actually how you're going to get more patients in your office. And that's actually how you're going to convert them to care because they're emotionally connected with you. 
And a great book on this is Building a Story Brand. And it, it talks about in that book about how the hero of the story is actually your patient and you are the guide of getting them to basically their heroic journey, which would be to be better. And I think a lot of times chiropractors think that they're the hero. And so when you read this book, it's uh, really great about how you can use emotion to describe what you do. And it's going to help your branding and marketing. And people are going to relate to your story and they're going to relate to your office much better if you can start thinking about an emotional level from their side, like what emotions are they dealing with? Like, what would it be like if you had a headache every day? You know, what would it be like if, you know, you had vertigo and you couldn't function or what would it be like if you're in chronic pain? And so if you think about what it'd be like for them, I think you're going to have a whole lot more success in getting patients into your office. And let's talk about uh, an issue that I think that not just new grads have, but I think chiropractic in general, but definitely new grads. And that's making people feel dumb for their decisions, especially health. Because here's the thing is in society, the two topics that people know the least about is health and wealth. That's why everyone's sick and broke, right? So like most people are sick and broke. And that's because they don't understand health. They make really bad decisions, both financially and with their health. So like for you to expect people to have your same worldview on health is absolutely ludicrous because there's a reason that you're a chiropractor. You know, you probably feel really passionate about helping people and getting them healthy. And that's great. And you should have that passion, but understand that other people have probably made some pretty terrible health decisions before they get to your office and making them feel stupid about the health decision. Like, Oh, you went and got surgery. Like, why did you do that? Or, Oh, you took that medication. Like, don't you know that medication does this, this, and this that doesn't help them get better. Now it's fine to, um, you know, let them, if they ask you like, what do you think about this medication? And, you know, legally you can't tell them about the medication, but you can say, Hey, is that a goal of yours? Do you want to avoid surgery? Do you want to avoid drugs? Do you want to like be healthier? And, you know, hopefully if they're in their office, of course that they do. So you can help guide them through that to get healthy, but like, they're not going to have the same worldview that you do. I mean, if you can think about when COVID was happening, I don't, chiropractors had a different worldview than the outside world. And, you know, it was very challenging, but if you got into a fight with someone on Facebook or with Thanksgiving or something like that, like, did you change anyone's opinion? No, you didn't. So you had to just sort of accept that like your worldview was different than theirs. So instead of making people feel dumb for their decisions, you need to figure out how to empower them to choose healthier decisions. And once they're in your office, you're going to slowly start to change their minds for most people. For some people, I have people that have been patients for years and years and years, and you know, they still make decisions, which I would not make that decision. They they're like, Oh, you know, this, you know, I had this horrible migraine and I was going to come in and then I didn't. So I just like took a bunch of medication and then I called you cause I knew I had to get in. And I'm like, why didn't you just come in before you did that? But you know, the thing is like, I'm not going to make them feel stupid. I just say, well, I'm so glad you're here now. Let's get you feeling a whole lot better. Let's check you to see, you know, what's going on, what's going on with your nervous system and brain. And they're, they're happy. I'm not going to make them feel stupid for not coming in earlier. And to sort of bring this home to think about, you know, your own experience, like think about a time where someone made you feel really stupid for your decision. Did you want to do business with them again? Like you're like, oh, that felt really awesome. I'm going to make sure I give them a whole bunch of money. No, I mean, I can think of an example. Yeah, I've been talking about my dog a lot because I spent a lot of money on him. And we went to this one trainer. First of all, they just like didn't 
even interact with us. Like, okay. They started like training him and I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I would ask a question and she would get so mad that I asked a question. Like I interrupted the training time. I was like, I don't understand what you're doing. Like, you know, I kind of, sometimes when I'm doing training, I say this to him and I said some sort of word and she was like, well, dogs don't speak English. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know they don't speak English. I was just saying, obviously I'm doing the wrong thing. And you're doing the right thing. And it just was ridiculous because she was so condescending and so mean that I was like, I'm not going to pay you $160 for a session in dog training when you're being a jerk. Even if maybe that dog training may have been good for him. I mean, I don't think so. We, we found another dog training place that's much better. But I was like, I don't even care if this works. Like, you're such a jerk and make me feel so stupid for my decisions of what I was doing. Like, I don't want to come in anymore. So, I mean, think about that. Like, try to make sure... And you're not doing that to your patients because I'm sure you can think of a time where someone made you feel really dumb for your decisions and it felt like crap. So just try to make sure they're not making your patients feel stupid because, you know, they'll leave. And the last biggest mistake I see all the time is giving care away for free. And again, chiropractors do this in general. You know, you see these ads all the time. It's get your free exam and x-ray and adjustment and massage and I don't know, tell things thrown in there. For free, all you gotta do is just come in because they're so they're so desperate to get people in the door that they're just giving stuff away for free. And you might be tempted to do that in the beginning, and I understand why. You know, you're just wanting to get people in there, get your hands on people, and you know, I I get it because you just you do, you're so excited to do chiropractic and you want to get people in the door. But here's the the reality: if you just give away care, one obviously you're not making any money, so like how can you possibly sustain that or keep the doors open? And two, like people don't value chiropractic. You know, I always get, it's always weird to me in a social setting when, you know, I'm like at a bar or something. And a lot of times I don't talk about what I do because I hear the most wackadoodle things. And, you know, sometimes people are like, oh yeah, like Allison's a chiropractor. And like, oh yeah, will you like adjust my back? And like, we're sitting at the bar and I'm like, what? Like, no, I'm not going to adjust your back here at the bar. But the thing is, someone did that. A chiropractor adjusted them at a bar one time. Otherwise they wouldn't ask. So I think that like, we have to think about what we do is valuable. It's not a party trick. It's not like, oh yeah, once you lay down, I'll adjust you in like the middle of the bar or, you know, I'll adjust you in this like public settings. Because when you do that, you're just devaluing chiropractic. That's some sort of party trick that you can just do anywhere. So I think that just in general, that's the thing that maybe think about that you do. I understand when you're a student, you're just trying to adjust anyone you possibly can. But as a doctor, like, please don't do that. And another reason why I think that chiropractors give things away for free. So maybe that's like not the adjustment, but like the x-rays and the exam and you come in and it's like a $20 adjustment because, you know, their money mindset is in a lack mindset instead of an abundance mindset, which is I'm just going to charge very little to get as many people as possible because, you know, the public doesn't think chiropractic is valuable. So, you know, I think it's valuable, but they don't think it's valuable. So I'm going to offer like basically $20 adjustment, which actually the opposite is true. The more you charge, the more people actually come in and pay and they're happy to pay. And guess what? You make money for a service that is probably worth twice what you're paying. Even if you are the most expensive doc in the, the city that you're at, I would argue with you that it's worth probably double. Because you are, it's life-changing to people. It's life-changing. It is effective. And chiropractic works quickly. You know, like, I can't think of something else that is that effective. And so you should be, you know, in exchange, given money for your service. Just because you're of service to people 
and providing a service doesn't mean you shouldn't be compensated. In fact, because you're putting positive energy into the world, therefore you should get positive energy back. And that's what money is. It's just energy. It's an energy exchange between one person to another person. And there are trillions and trillions of dollars out there. Just accept it. If you are accepting of money, then that's super helpful. Here's a little tip that I give to students. When someone offers you anything, so like you're going out to dinner, someone's like, I'll pay for it, or like someone, you know, getting coffee, hey, you know what, I'll get your coffee. It's interesting, like the humans typically, oh, no, 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 like I got it. No, 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 I got it. Just say, thank you. Oh, really? Awesome. Thank you. Because what you're doing is that you're saying to the universe, hey, I'm accepting money at any point. If anyone ever wants to offer me money, I just say yes, no matter what. So if you want to give me some money, I'd be happy to take it from you. <laughs> but it is a good practice to just start doing that because you can start breaking yourself of the habit of trying to like say, oh, no, I'm I'm not accepting money. Just, just say to yourself, I'm accepting money at any time from any source, no matter what. And it's not a negative thing. It's a good thing. So money mindset is a thing that, you know, new docs need to work on. But quite frankly, you know, everyone needs to work on it all the time. It's a constant pursuit because in society, they demonize money, you know, all the time. They're talking about how rich people are evil and money is bad. So you're going to have to do something to make sure that your money mindset stays positive. And so, you know, my recommendation is to listen to podcasts, read books. My favorite book is The Little Money Bible. I read that probably, I don't know five to seven times a year. A lot of times I might say read it. I need to put it on audio because I audio books much faster. And so a lot of times if I'm struggling, I'll just put it on in the, in the car and I've heard it a million times, but it just helps. It resets my brain. So it's something I'd highly recommend that you do. Yeah, guys. So the most common thing that I see with new grads is they talk too much. They're way too scientific they make people feel dumb for their decisions and they just give away care and they don't value chiropractic. I think that if you could just think about those four things, it would really make a difference when you're first starting in practice. Now, whether you're an associate or you're opening your own practice, you guys know how I feel about that. But no matter where you are, you can always implement these things because it is something that I see all the time. They're big, big mistakes and you can work on it. So that's what I would suggest for you. That's all I got for you tonight, guys. I just wanted to be simple, kind of answer some questions I've been getting frequently here. I'm here to help you guys. If you have any questions about practice or business or books that you should read, please reach out. You can always go to alisonbrimner.com. I have classes on Teachable about how to find an associate position, or if you want to hire an associate, you can also just shoot me an email. We have it below. Reach out to me on Facebook. Very accessible. Love to hear from you. That's all I got. See you later.